Best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Thank you for joining us here on The Mom Show, right here on My Talk 1071. I am Sonny. Normally, I'm in the producer chair, but I am filling in for Miss <laughs> Shannon. Thank you so much for joining us. You can stream us online at mytalk1071.com, and make sure you check out our podcast at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. I am in here this morning with Cassandra Brazier. Good morning. Good morning, Sonny. It's fun to have you in here. I know, it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to just kind of tuning in and taking notes like, oh, Cassandra, that's a good note. But no, I'm on the host side and before we get started let's do the housekeeping is there anything we need to let everybody know about before we get into the show just a quick compliance disclosure that securities and advisory services are offered through Harbor Investments, member FINRA and SIPC. That's it. Miss Shannon does that just... I know. she just, It rolls off. It just rolls off. She makes it sound good. I know. I know. I need, I need to practice that in the mirror. But um, so what are we talking about today on The Mom Show? Well, we're in an interesting time right now with investing. And if you watch the news at all, and if you lived through August, you may have you may have needed a little bit more alcohol or Prozac or something if you're watching your investments too closely. Mm-hmm. But we we've the, the markets have been in in a little bit of volatility, is what yeah. we'll we call it volatility. Okay, I just got an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Is that with the green and the red? Yeah. Okay, with the okay. green and red. It's okay. not Christmas. That okay. is the market. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not, Mama. It's not supposed to be red, right? Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. so that's what you're talking about. Yep, and okay. our markets can, I mean, since 2000, we've really seen that pick up as far as the markets going up and down or mm-hmm. volatility, right, where mm-hmm. it can shift very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what we thought would be really good to talk about is just how do our emotions play into some of the decisions we make based on our finances? Wow. Because that's one of the things that we we really try and focus on education with people in general. Mm-hmm. That's really, with ClearStep, we like to give people a good understanding of their situation and where they're at and and kind of perspective and with making sure that the investments that they're looking at and that we're proposing are a good fit that and there's so many there's so many facets to something being a good fit it's not just well you're in your 50s and this is a good investment for 50 year olds it's not that it's we have to look at too is this a good fit for you emotionally? Right. Are you someone that you're on your phone constantly watching it? Or are you someone that you keep all of your money in a bucket because you don't even trust a bank? Right. right? I mean, so what kind of investor, how do you handle your money and what are your, what are your emotional comfort levels? Right. So emotions play such a big part because we make decisions emotionally with our money, not rationally, right? Someone can say, this is logically, this is what you should be doing with your money. And you can right. say, that makes sense, but then I can't sleep at night. Right. I don't feel good about it. Or, or uh, one thing I've noticed about being a mom is I'm totally cool with spending $500 on the house, <laughs> on back to school. But if I spend $100 on myself, I'm like, oh, did you spend too much? And you're right. There is such an emotional connection to money. Mm-hmm. How do you, I mean, how do you guys even navigate something like that? Well, there's what's good is that there's there's a lot. I mean, there's so many different types of investments out there. Mm-hmm. Right. And and it's and so that's why and it's interesting because there's there's so many different articles too, which is why I think we wanted to talk about the emotions of that right now, okay. because so many people, I think, like if you look at there was an article I was reading about 
people and what they were doing in their 401ks in August. And there was there was a lot more trading going on. People mm-hmm. were getting out of their equities or their their investments that were kind, were going down at mm-hmm. the time. Right. Mm-hmm. They were getting out. They didn't want to stay in those anymore. They were getting out of those and they were going into things they felt that would be a little more safe. Right. right for that time. A one-month time frame, though, is a very short period of time, right? To make movements like that? Well, just to react to something moving. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So in a one-month time frame, you can see lots of fluctuation. Even in a day now, we can see, you know, a couple percent fluctuation in a day, and it can turn right back around the next day. So it's, it's... it's not necessarily wise right. most of the time to make those kind of knee-jerk reactions. Are you telling us to be patient? What? <laughs> <laughs> and to calm down and to ride the wave? Is that what you're telling us? Well, that's what I'm hearing. That is one of the recommendations, but then our emotions are part of our lives, right? And right. so how can you, like, how many times have any of us been in a relationship where we're like, I know I shouldn't like this person. I know they're not mm-hmm. good for me, right? It's maybe not a great great fit, right. but we still want to pursue a relationship that we right. know is not good. So how often do our emotions dictate our behavior, right? right? Or we go shopping and we we go shopping on an empty stomach, Ooh, on a budget. Dangerous. What do you think is going to happen, right? <laughs> so there's different times when our emotions and our kind of our physiology kind of drives our behavior. Okay, right? okay. So if we can understand some of those tendencies that can happen and we're educated about them we can be that much more likely to make good in this case financial decisions right okay, like okay. we know i think most people know don't go shopping on an empty stomach I right you're gonna not regret, the mom show is telling you I, as a financial <laughs> advisor i am telling you it's not a good idea right, unless, right. unless you are fine with you know well buying stuff you don't extra. need to right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. So, but there's, but there's so many examples like that, right? In, in our lives that, mm-hmm. or if you're trying to, like you were saying, it's hard to spend money on yourself. Well, mm-hmm. some people don't have a hard time spending money on themselves, right? <laughs> What's and they like? know <laughs> if they go into certain stores or look at certain magazines, they might be likely to spend money and then later realize it was things they didn't necessarily need at that time. Right. And so then do you, do you still venture into those stores? Do you still look at those magazines or do you just decide not to for, for a time? Right. So there are all those different things that we know we have certain tendencies. Okay. So those are some of the things, like I said, that why we thought it would be good just to talk about a little bit more about some of those emotions. Um, Because when we sit down with people, when we meet with people, um, we have great conversations with people Mm -hmm. and, and some people will say things like, well, I have all this credit card debt. Should I take, all the money out of my uh, IRA here to pay it off so that then we can start from zero, right? right. Those are some of the things people a lot of times want those quick fixes yeah. or they get nervous about, again, some market fluctuation in a one month time frame. maybe. It makes sense though, because that money's tied to your life. So yes. it just, it, it's, it's totally understandable to be like, to, to be shocked or to panics. I mean, so, I mean, how do you even, how do you even, mine is panic. <laughs> anything to do with money if i get below a certain amount of bank account, bank account i'm panicking mm. like how do you work with people what's the what's like what's the first thing that you do to kind of say hey this let's calm down like how do you sure. do that so one of the things is is getting to know someone initially right mm. and getting to know them through just having some conversations when we sit down and we gather information from people one mm-hmm. of the first things we do is we have four pages that we fill in either they fill it in ahead of time or mm-hmm. we fill it in with them mm-hmm. when we meet that really tells kind of a story 
about people. Ah. It tells a story about their finances because a lot of times where people are at is their comfort zone. Right. And so, and there are, there are outlying situations like someone may have just gone through a divorce. So Mm -hmm. maybe their situation is a little bit skewed for a time or they just Mm -hmm. went through a big life change or maybe they just got married or they just had some health expenses that cleared out some of their finances for a time. So there's all these different situations that can alter things. But usually what's interesting, and this is kind of psychology also, but Mm -hmm. we, we basically will live at what our financial comfort zone is, whatever that Mm. is. We will, we will keep ourselves in a, almost like we have a thermostat for our finances, right? Just like your thermostat will adjust if it gets too hot, you know, the air will kick on or if it gets too cold, the heat, right? It, It keeps it at a certain temperature. Right. That's why you read those stories about people who win the lottery. That's a great example, right? Mm-hmm. And most people who win the lottery are back to where they were in a very short period of because time. that's their comfort exactly. zone. Exactly. Right. right. So that's where they feel most comfortable. We do that with relationships, too. This is a right. whole nother topic, a whole nother Ooh, show, Cassandra. right? Cassandra. I know. We, <laughs> we're not going to go there. That. That's right. <laughs> so, but that's why it's good to understand that about yourself. Yeah. Because then you can recognize it and... And you can start making changes. Right. So finding the way you handle your finances, it's it is a muscle in a sense. It mm. takes a muscle, so it takes some discipline. Just like, I mean, if someone snapped their fingers and gave you a very muscular physique and you didn't have it before, right? It would take a lot right. to keep it up. Right. And I know myself would not do that, and so I would go back to the way I look right. now very quickly, right? All right. All so right. it's that kind of thing where if we want to have our finances be in a certain point or if they are, it's because you have certain habits. Okay. And if it's not where you want them to be, it's because you have certain habits. Right, basically. Okay, Which so the you're good sna- news is that you can change those. And we started today. We're talking about Let's investing start today. and emotion. So what are we talking about next? Because it's time for a break. Yeah, we're going to get into a couple different articles with some interesting studies that may surprise you. Okay, awesome. Stay where you are at. It's the Mom Show right here on My Talk 1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071. I am Sonny filling in for Miss Shannon here with Cassandra Brazier, and we we're digging into the uncomfortable parts. <laughs> we're talking about the emotions of investing, but this is good. It's good to be uncomfortable because it that's is. how you grow, and we want to grow in in our emotions as well as our money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Well, so, so where are we going on, on this segment? So we're going to talk a little bit about this was an interesting article. I mean, the the title alone, this is a CNBC article here from August, but it just said you're making big financial mistakes and it's your brain's fault. Mm. OK, I hear a lot of people every time they talk about money, they're always talking about mentality. It's not yes. the cash itself, but how you're thinking about the cash. Right. Right. It's again, it's that relationship we have, that emotional tie to our money. How do we look at it? How do we interact? How do we respond with money? Okay. And so one of the interesting things they talked about was the herd mentality that we look at. We liked, we seek comfort when we're in this, doing the same thing as the people around mm-hmm, us as mm-hmm. a group. And so, so like buying a new iPhone, even though we don't really need it. Like that. Sure. <laughs> okay, absolutely. Okay. Um, same thing with investing. If we see everyone else around us doing something with it, a lot of times, like if you, if you see people around you, maybe that you work with mm-hmm. that are nervous about their investment or their 401k and you see them making changes in things, you are likely to do the same thing. Right. right. And so we have that herd mentality with some of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and then you look at also what's interesting to make sure you're aware of is, that we also have an overconfidence bias. Okay, what meaning does that, mean? that so there there were some studies done with driving saying that do you think that you're a better than average driver? They they surveyed all these people. Uh-huh. 
So take a second and think about that. And everyone who is, whether you're driving or... At you one know, point, we all go, some, yeah, you don't right? know how to drive. Well, <laughs> everyone's we done it. those moments. But, but 75% of people that they surveyed said that they were a better than average driver. Mm. Well, that's not possible, mm-hmm. right? Because 50, only 50% can be, right? Right. Can be better than average. Right. So in general, in a lot of things, not just driving, but a lot of times we might think we have or have the perception that we may be more competent or more or better at something than we may be. Ah, and maybe okay. sometimes that can serve us well when it comes to the investing side. If we're making decisions again, that a lot of times are tied to our emotions, right? They may not be the best thing. Or if we're making decisions based on what everyone else is doing around us, may not be the best thing. So it's not good to fake it till you make it in investing. Well, if you do, <laughs> uh, you may not get to where you'd like to go, right? Because right? it's better to just be educated about what you're doing when it comes to your money. It's right. I guess it's better to, because faking it till you make it is kind of like, I don't know, I'm just faking it. But being educated about right. your money, that just seems like it gives you a better all. Yes. Result. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Miss Shannon's great about talking about how sometimes I think people have this perception that they they don't need a financial advisor because they don't have five million dollars or they don't right, have or they're not bankrupt. a million or whatever right. the case is. But right. I mean, people in general, it's good to sit down with someone that can help take you through the steps. I have right. I have clients that I've sat down with that are in their early twenties and I have I've had high school students wow. and I, I love it because they just want to start saving. I have, I, it was in so crazy. I was talking here this last week to a gentleman that has been a client for about 15 years now mm-hmm. when he was in his early twenties. Now he's getting married, wanting to buy a house, all this stuff. And because he's, he's been saving, we were talking right. a little bit about just a little bit every month. Yeah. He's been putting like $50 here, a couple hundred dollars here. Right. He's been doing Roths. He's been, he has a great nest egg to not only buy his first home, right. be able to pay for their wedding. I mean, he can travel. He's right. got all this freedom financially because he started even little bits early on. And because he did it too early on, he doesn't miss that every month. Right. He doesn't miss the money because it's always been part of his budget. It's always right. been part of his financial habits. So it's little things like that. And then I've got people on the other end of the spectrum that are in their 60s that have never worked with an advisor, which is okay, too. You know, that's where you're at. Right. Don't be don't don't Feel beat bad. yourself up about right. it. That's right. just where you're at. But right. it's great to then say, OK, this is where we're at. What should we do now? It's good. Sounds like it's good to have a plan. It is. Absolutely. And there can be so much. It can relieve so much stress. Yeah. It really can, because I think it's that uncertainty and that unknown for people. So if you don't know and you may be better off than you think you are but it's but you don't know right until you sit down and look at that but there are also things you could be doing a lot of times almost every single person we sit down with there are things that we can do to help them right so even if there are small things we can do to tweak them like if you think about an airplane that's flying over the united states you know going from the east coast to the west coast airplanes are off track most of the time they're constantly correcting right Mm. but if you're not correcting they'll be way Way off course right right. so even small little adjustments along the way can make a huge impact of getting to where you want to get with your destination Mm -hmm. so that's why like i said that's why i recommend people sit down because it's just it's a matter of being the most efficient with your time and your money and your emotions because stress can create so many health issues for us you want to have quality of life and two if you're scared about it i have found that the best way to fight fear is to take action absolutely and so by sitting with someone you can kind of get well yeah not kind of but you literally can get rid of the fears of Mm -hmm. am i really where i'm supposed to be like so that's a good point though but what's interesting sonny so in this case it's absolutely true right you can take action and that will help 
that can help alleviate some of your um, your anxiety yeah. and your stress. Yeah. But there's also something called the action bias. And that what they talked about is there's a there was a study where they looked at soccer goalies. And this is mm-hmm. it's very interesting because they said that um, soccer goalies, if they looked at goals that were scored, okay. they looked at a thousand penalty kicks. And then statistically, they looked at of all the goals that were scored, goals were scored 80 percent of the time. OK, so it's a very high chance that a goal will be scored in a penalty kick. And then they what they did is they looked at what the goalie did in each of those scenarios. OK, and. What when you look across the board, where was the goal scored? Right, where did they kick it? Okay, it's kind of spread out. Like a third of the time it was off to the left, mm-hmm. a third of the time it was center, a third of the time it was to the right. So it was really spread out as far as where the goals were scored. Okay. But only six percent of the time the goalie stayed in the center. Oh wow, really? Yeah, about almost so like forty nine percent of the time the goalie would jump to the left, okay. and forty five percent of the time they would jump to the right. And so what they looked at is. More often than not, people feel like they have to take action more than they maybe should. As far as the trading, right? And that's where a lot of that comes in with trading with people where you don't necessarily want to be moving it all the time. That's not a good thing. So by having a plan and having a plan of what you're doing and why you're doing it and you understand certain things about the investments you have, that can help you have the understanding of, we don't want to be taking action right now, and this is why. Oh, and then you don't wow. have to worry either about, okay, the markets are doing this, but that's okay. It's kind of like calm in the storm. It is. Kind of deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's, like I said, I, I find these things very fascinating. That is very fascinating because I'm like, nope, take action. And now you're like, well, no, Sonny, <laughs> if you just calm down and just well, <laughs> see right. how it plays out. <laughs> so there's, it is good to take action. Like I said, like sitting down, having a plan. Right. But then follow that plan, whatever that plan is. But it sounds like it's good to know when to take action. Exactly. That sounds like that's That's, more of it. That is the big thing, is know when it's time to take action and And know when it's time not to. Right. And all of that starts from having a plan to begin with. Because if you don't have a plan, then you're just kind (laughs) of all over the field, like they just said. Right. Right. Because another one of the points they talked about is that we have a recency bias. So what we tend to make decisions on are things based on the most recent Things that we remember. So again, most people, if they're in a time when the market is was up and down and up and down, mm-hmm. they're making decisions based on that short, recent time frame. They're not making decisions based on maybe in putting it into perspective right. for what their goal is. Right. So we have to we have to remember all those things as we're sitting down and looking at what are your specific financial goals. So that when we're meeting with people, it's it's a discovery process of well, what are you trying to accomplish? Are right. you we have people that really want to retire early, you mm-hmm. know, early quote being there's not really a set time to retire. Whatever anymore. early is to yeah, them. whatever early. My, again, a lot of people have the perception that 65 is the norm. It's really not the norm anymore because What's even there's really not a norm. That's the ah. thing. And so it really depends on when do you want to retire? And even the word retirement is is really evolving into meaning different things because I have people that will, they've been with a company for 25, 30, 35 years and they quote, retire from the company, but they go work somewhere else part time. Ah, right. So they're they're retired in a sense, but they're not pulling money out of their investments yet because they're still working and doing something that they enjoy and and it could be more of a hobby job or something but then it gives their money more time to grow a little bit more and and give them again a little bit more than once they start drawing their money right again going to mindset how do we look at retirement how do we look at yeah wow it is it's it's so fascinating so and then another another interesting part of it is that they talk about 
what what we're being shown, right? Sometimes the information we're being presented in the media and things isn't the full story or it's not put into perspective sometimes. Mm-hmm. So again, that can create more fear and anxiety right. when if it's put into perspective, then sometimes it, it's it's a different story. And what the example they gave is, is the difference between how many people are killed annually from lightning strikes versus shark attacks. What's the difference? Well, what what would you think would be the more I would say dangerous. lightning because lightning happens more often than people go swimming with sharks. It does. And that is the answer. But how often do you hear about it? Not often at all, but no. I definitely hear about shark attacks. Exactly. So <laughs> right, I think right. a lot of people think sharks are more dangerous right. than lightning. Yeah. But you know, it's interesting. There's only 26 shark deaths a year in general uh-huh. or last year. And there were 974 deaths from lightning. Wow. And I never heard about one of them. Not one of them. No. Right, right. And so the number of news articles on sharks with those 26 deaths, there were 170 news articles on it. There were only 11 on the lightning strikes of deaths. So that is a very (laughs) skewed picture and it shapes our perception. It also lets us know that we have some, we have something to do with shaping our perception. Mm -hmm. We have that, that getting that help that we need. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, perception is reality. It's your reality. reality, And that's the way you'll operate and that's the way you'll make decisions. So that's why it's good again to take yourself out of kind of the mainstream media for a minute yeah. and what they want you to believe about the market and things right. and look at more of a, a larger perspective of things. Right. All right. So it's time for break. Where are we going next? This conversation is good. Oh, we're just getting started, Sonny. We got some <laughs> more articles to talk about and some more psychology. You're going to love it. Okay. All right. Y'all stay where y'all at. It is the mom show right here on my talk. One Oh seven one. Welcome back to the mom show here on my talk. One Oh seven one this morning. I am Sonny filling in for Miss Shannon. Uh, she'll be back next week, but I'm in with Cassandra Bashir and we are talking about the emotions of investing. And I'm telling you, get your pen and your paper ready. <laughs> this is good stuff. So what are we talking about in this segment? And Oh, if by chance you happen to miss this morning, uh, you can uh, listen to our podcast. That is also at my talk. One Oh seven one.com keyword mom. You are going to want to dig in on this information, Cassandra's dropping jams. Where are we going? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and if you're not comfortable calling in, you can always go to our clearstepfinancial.com website yes. and you can send messages and we're happy to get back to you. Or if you want to set up a time to meet with us, we are happy to do that. We do complimentary consultations. We go through information with you. It is very educational. So and also, don't, I should have said this earlier. Ms. Shannon is always on top of this. Call in with your questions. Yes. Call in 651-641-1071. Join the conversation. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the emotions and and how they correspond to the market cycles because sometimes you can get a little bit, it's not a perfect indicator, but you can get a little bit of a pulse on the markets kind of based on the, the overall emotions that people have. Mm. So let's just talk a little bit about some of the emotions because there's optimism okay. and that's kind of part of that cycle of investing is where you're optimistic that... Mm-hmm. This is this, you know, the markets are on an upward cycle. Yeah. Maybe they're going to be doing well. And then there's enthusiasm. Okay. Um, if you've ever gotten a statement in the mail and you open Woo-hoo! it up and you're like, all right, <laughs> okay. there's exhilaration, okay. right? Where it builds, where it keeps going up. It's okay. doing really well. Okay. Then there's euphoria. And that Uh-oh. is a dangerous emotion. <laughs> okay. I just want you to put it, if you're taking notes, put an asterisk on euphoria. by euphoria. Okay. Because that is usually, usually the 
peak ish. Mm, okay? okay, that's usually about the top when everyone thinks, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing! I'm making so much money." Mm-hmm. And this is this is one of the most dangerous times because this is a lot of times when the people think, spot. oh, my gosh, I'm going to add more now. <sighs> I'm going to write or maybe I'm going to put some of my money that I had in bonds or in mm-hmm. some of these more conservative things. I want to put it in the market because I want to make as much as I can. Right. This is the worst time to put all that money in there. OK, because usually you're right on the verge of the of the markets going down. <sighs> OK, so. Okay. Be aware of those emotions as you're going through some of the investing things. So then there's unease, Mm -hmm. usually somewhere after mm -hmm. euphoria. Mm -hmm. And then there's denial. (laughs) Okay. 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 You know, because you just had euphoria. It sounds like leading up to Thanksgiving dinner. That's the whole process. Oh, my gosh. I haven't heard that analogy, but, Sadie, I think you're right. (laughs) Right? Denial. You're sitting on the couch after dinner. Right? That's. That could be true. <laughs> so then you start thinking, okay, it was just doing so well. I'm sure right. it's going to come back. This right. Is, right. And then pessimism. Then <laughs> you can kind of down on it. <laughs> Panic. Right. Right. Then right. you can start to, if, as it continues to go down, capitulation. Then that's where it starts, starts to move. And then you're thinking, oh my ah. gosh, I have to make, I have to move it. I have to get out. Right. 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 And despair. And that's usually at the bottom. Wow. And now... Once you've gone through all those negative emotions on the way down and you get to despair, you feel horrible at this point, but it's usually it's it is the greatest buying opportunity. That's House, when you okay. want to put the money in. That's when you want to During the despair part? That Okay, Sonny. Sonny. <laughs> okay, how many of you shop? I shop, baby. Okay, Sonny. <laughs> Would you rather buy that pair of jeans for $200 or when it's 50% off for $100? Of course, 50% off. Okay. Okay. Do you get it? I see you. Okay, I hear you. When you're in that moment of despair, that's when the market's on sale. Ah, okay. Okay. That's when you add more. It's just so counterintuitive. (laughs) It is. That's why you got to understand your emotions because you have to be able to, you have to be able to rationally act against them, but you have to understand it to be able to do it. Oh, okay. Now there are things. So one of the things that we recommend doing is something is called dollar cost averaging. Okay. And what that is, is it's just the practice of having money. And most people are, a lot of you are doing it already. If you have a 401k and they're taking money out of each paycheck to put in to your 401k, that's dollar cost averaging. That just means that on a schedule, you're just adding money ongoing into your investments. Okay. That is a great thing to do. Because what happens with the market? It doesn't just go in a straight line, right? It's like we've been talking about. It's fluctuating up Mm -hmm. and down and up and down. Mm -hmm. So you need to train yourself to be excited when the accounts are going down, when you're putting money in. Now, there's a caveat to that because if you're getting really, really close to retirement, if you're within a 10-year window, I would recommend you want to make sure that you've made certain adjustments in your overall financial picture because that can be it can be difficult. And we'll talk a little bit about, too, the the scenario with losses and and so forth and how that plays into it. Because when you get into 10 years or less, that's getting to be a shorter and shorter time frame before your retirement or before you want to, instead of saying retirement, let's say before you want to pull money out of your accounts. Okay. Okay. Cause like I said too, retirement is a kind of, it's hard to use that word anymore because so many people are leaving their main full-time jobs and doing other things and quote retiring, but not pulling money out. So what we're really talking about is about 10 years from when you want to be pulling money out of your investments. investments. Gotcha. Okay. You want to be very careful um, once you get to that point. If you're beyond that point, it is good to be 
having those downturns because those are your buying opportunities. Mm-hmm. That's when you can get two for one, right? That's when you can get right. a better a better value for the money that you're putting in. Whoa, that's a, that's a brain adjustment right there. <laughs> that is. I'm like, but it's the despair part. Shouldn't I just go get a bucket of ice cream and cookies and Netflix? And Well, it makes sense, right? It makes sense. I it know. is counterintuitive, but it makes sense. So then, though, after despair, there's hope. Okay, there and you, you go. Have, let's let's br- bring it back full <laughs> there circle. There you go. Right? There you bring go. Bring it back. And then there's relief, mm-hmm. which again you think, okay, it's starting to come back. Ooh, I can breathe again. And right? then we I do it breathe. all over. And then <laughs> it goes back to optimism. Okay. So that's the full circle of emotions. Wow. And and if you think about it, we've all seen that, I'm mm-hmm. sure, right? But mm-hmm. you don't always identify them in that moment, right? We just kind of live the emotions. So it sounds like your job or your challenge is for you to stay stable emotionally while all these things are happening. That's what I'm hearing. If you can, great. Well, Most at least let can't. your money be stable. Well, <laughs> it's to at least, I think if people have a perspective of where they're at with their investments, why they're where they are, and the time frame and the plan, mm-hmm. then I think it's, I'm not saying it's easy, but I think it's easier. More manageable? Maybe, yeah, more okay. manageable. You're going to have the emotions. I mean, we can't we can't necessarily completely control our emotions, right? right? I don't right. think anyone can. Right. We can try and be very rational about our emotions and and act accordingly. Right. But I but we're always going to have emotions. Right. But if you understand the emotions and you can identify them and you know where they're at, then and you won't. can you have someone to talk with about them and say, okay, I'm a little uneasy about this. Can you right. please remind me? I mean, it's it's great. It, I'd say this is a good thing, but I I don't get calls very often from clients that are nervous because a lot of it, I think, is because they have that perspective. Mm. But if people are, but occasionally we do, Mm -hmm. or they'll email and say, can you please remind me, you know, what, what is this one again? And why, you know, and I've seen that it's going down here or I'm a little uncomfortable. It's good to have someone that you can check in with right. instead of trying to discern it from, again, we talked about sometimes the news, it can be skewed or it's right. not the, maybe the perception of things or maybe it doesn't apply to your situation. So it's good to have someone that can explain things and break it down and say, right. well, this is, this is what we're doing. Right. But sometimes again, even at the end of the day, we can rationally say, this is what's good. But emotionally, you still have to be able to be okay with things. So sometimes right. we do need to make adjustments because some people just, they, it, it just, they need to be able to sleep at night and right. that's okay too. Right. But that's why some of the things that we look at is we don't want people to have too many of those big drawdowns when no one does anyone else, right? People don't want those huge drawdowns where their accounts are free falling. So for, for layman's terms, what is drawdowns? Drawdowns <laughs> is where the account's going down. Gotcha. Okay. Where you're okay. losing money in there. Okay. At least so no on panicking. paper. No right. panicking. Gotcha. Right. At least on paper, right? The value mm-hmm. of it's going down. Okay. okay. So that that's where um, we want to talk a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that here when we have our well, next it's, it's break time now yeah so. i was gonna say we're gonna talk about why it's so important to avoid as many of the significant losses mm-hmm. um, in your account as possible okay all right well all that when we return on the mom show don't forget you can be a part of the show 651-641-1071 we'll be right back
Welcome back to the Mom Show right here on My Talk 1071. If you missed the show, and I'm telling you, you are going to want to listen to this show, then please listen to the podcast at MyTalk1071.com, keyword Mom Show. I am Sonny filling in for Miss Shannon. I'm in here with Miss Cassandra Brazier. I'm telling you, she dropping jams, literal <laughs> jams about um, the emotions of investing. And just during the break, like this last break, when we were talking about the, uh, the emotions that happened with the stock going up and the stock going down. And I'm like, this don't make sense, Cassandra. Break it down to me. And the way you <laughs> broke it down was it's like if you have a pair of jeans, if you're selling jeans and the jeans are $100, mm-hmm. you want to sell the jeans at $100. Mm-hmm. You don't want the price to go down. You go, okay, let me get rid of all these jeans when it's 25 No, boo. You want to sell it when it's at $100. And that makes, that makes sense to me. And then it also, I just, I, I hear people say, buy low sell high and I didn't just understand it until this morning so that thank you for great. that there are light bulbs going off <laughs> yes, in here ma'am. people this yes. is a bright studio yes. right now yeah so that's awesome I've always heard people and I'm like I wonder what that means one day I'll find out <laughs> but just the gene thing like like yeah. it is you, if you are if you're and you know people are selling stuff online like think about it if you're online and you're selling product the worst thing to do is if you're you know you start at 50 bucks you're not going to want to sell it at 5 unless it's mm-hmm. like nobody's buying this and I just want to get it out the door mm-hmm. kind of situation but you're going to exhaust all the options before you buy, sell it at the at, a, at such a low price mm-hmm. and I just never had anybody break it down to me like that before so good good yeah. no I hope that this makes sense to people but if you know and I told you too email me you know reach out if you have oh, questions it's happening. yeah <laughs> it's happening <laughs> Reach out because it is so good to have those moments of understanding. It's so empowering. Yeah. It's so empowering. And I think a lot of times, for whatever reason, I think women, we do it to ourselves, but we have this perception like we don't want to ask the questions sometimes. Mm -hmm. If if we're, I don't know why, but if we're, if we're in certain circumstances, but I think it's really easy when you're woman to woman and you're talking about finances and things, it's super easy. And well, because I know you know. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what I meant when I said that. So, So where are we going on this last segment? So, well, what's interesting is that, again, when we look back, if we look back at 2018, there was a there was a study done about how much did the average investor make during this last year in 2018 and what did the market actually do? And and if you look over time too, statistically, investors, a lot of times will make less than what the market actually did. And it's for these reasons that we've been talking about the emotions a lot of times that dictate our behavior. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, too, it can be. Really, it can be impactful when you have something in place where you understand what you're doing, right. because otherwise, not only can you make some of these mistakes, too, but then the the greater impact and the at the end of the day, you can end up with a whole lot less potentially. Right. right. So based on your emotions, based on your wow. emotions and things we were talking. So, Sonny, we were talking about shoes earlier, right? Yeah, we were yeah. talking about. Would you buy uh, a pair of shoes that cost more because they were a lot more comfortable? It yeah. didn't hurt your back. You could run around in yeah. them all day. The price of something doesn't bother me. I just don't like when I pay the price and the value of it is not matching. Exactly. <laughs> and we have a saying, too, that we use is that price is only an issue in the absence of value. Yeah. Oh, I got to write that down. So, but what's interesting, I mean, I can, the, the heels that I showed you, and they are, they're super comfortable, but I have played tag with my young children in these heels and what? run around after them i don't recommend it but i was able to do it (laughs) and not hurt myself (laughs) so they and i I was telling you you pay a little bit more for them but it's worth it and because some people i think their perception is i don't know if i want to work with an advisor because i know there's going to be a cost well 
it is worth it for people over the long run. Right. Absolutely. Right. If you know that you're going to be on track for retirement, right. uh, I mean, again, we're okay with paying something if there's a value associated with right. it. If the value is that you have a plan, if the value is you have someone to work with, to go to, to keep you on track, to help you through the emotional times, to explain things to you. The young, the young people call that securing the bag. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's securing the bag. That's not on my business card. But I guess it could be, but that's absolutely. But it's just, it's there. If the value's there, if it's going to get you to your financial goals, right. whenever that quote retirement or whenever you're going to be pulling the money out is, right. then it can be absolutely worth it. Right, so right. anyway, so I just wanted to touch on that, but, but I, I promised that we would talk about when your account is going down mm-hmm. and the losses and the impact of losses, because that's also something that's really important to understand. And before we talked about when you are in a time frame of within about 10 years of retirement, that that can be, we call it, sometimes we call that the retirement red zone. Some, some companies kind of refer to it as that because you're in that zone where it can be very detrimental to have those significant losses in your accounts mm-hmm. because you don't have the time for it to get back up again to where right. you need it to be. Right, right, time right. Is, time is a, is a huge asset when you're investing right. because there's, there's really no 20 year periods when you look back since 1926 at the market, there's no 20 year periods that have been negative. Mm-hmm. So some have been greater than others, mm-hmm. but none have been negative. Okay. So again, if you have a good amount of time, you have a very, 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 very high probability that your account will be positive over that time. Okay. But so- depending on what you're invested in, it could be more positive or less positive. Right. So that makes sense. So if, I understand it, but I cannot say what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) If you have 20 years. Right. If you have 20, that's why you don't want to pay attention to the months. Uh, Right? You have to look at 20 years. She says, what's the 20 year? Whenever something new comes out, she's like, no, I need to see the 20 year effects on it. Yeah. She always says that. Wow. But so, so the 20 year timeframes are important, right? Mm -hmm. But... Also, the drawdowns is a word they'll use. Drawdowns, meaning, let's say, again, we'll use jeans, right? Let's say jeans are consistently around $100, right? Okay. But we want to know, we want to look back and say, okay, what is the lowest jeans have been? What are the times when jeans have gone from 100 to $40? Right. Right. So we want to see when those jeans have really dropped down in price. What was happening. Right. So right, we want right. to see what's the average of that happening, too. When does, right. how often does that happen? Because, We'll use jeans so people can understand. But if jeans are going from 100 down to 50 Mm -hmm. in a market example, Mm -hmm. you need to get as far as a percentage of return goes. If it drops 50 percent, you need a 100 percent return to get them back up to a hundred dollars. Okay, you lost me. Okay, (laughs) let's just use numbers then Forget the jeans. Okay, you have a hundred dollars. Okay, if you lose 50 percent, 50 bucks, you're at 50 dollars. Right. But what's 50% of $50 is 25. So if you get 50% back, you're only at $75. Got you. Okay. You need a hundred percent return on that $50 to get back to a hundred dollars. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, so it's not that you lose 50%. You need to gain 50%. It's that you lose 50%. You need to gain a hundred percent. It is a lot. We all know it's a lot harder to go uphill. Yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah. And our parents did it uphill both ways to school. Right. 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 How many of us heard those stories? So, mm. but on average, statistically, if you're getting 6% rate of return, which this is just general numbers, just to tell you, statistically, if you're getting 6% to have a hundred percent gain, you'd need about 11, almost 12 years to have a hundred percent 
average gain if you're averaging 6%. So again, that's just a scenario. You could be getting more or less than that. The average investor gets less than that. So okay. it would take you longer to get back. Now, if you lost 10%, you only need to gain 11% to get back get, to where you are. Because you're getting the 10 plus one? No. I'm lost. Okay. <laughs> Sonny, you got $100, yeah. you lose 10%. You're down to 90. Gotcha. You only need 11% growth to get back to $100. Okay, because you right. only lost ten. Right, right. But if you want to make a profit, is what you're saying. You'd need eleven percent. You'd need more. Right. I'm gotcha. just saying. What do you need to get back to where you started? Gotcha. Okay. Based on the losses. So if you lose twenty five percent, if you're down to seventy five dollars, you need thirty three percent gain to get back to hundred dollars. Gotcha. Okay. I think and I that get it. can take you almost five years average. Right. So, so those losses will let you know, depending upon the losses, it'll let you know how long it's going to take for you to get back to square right. one. Based gotcha. on you know a, a rate of return, and that's the thing is we. We don't know what we're going to see in the future, right. and that's why it's hard to, we can't guarantee certain returns, right. we can't, but what we can do is really try and position people so that they have the right investments that we can prevent or preserve the accounts as best as we can, that there's mm-hmm. going to be some pla- some things in place inside mm-hmm. people's accounts that are going to automatically make changes when there needs to be based on the market so we can respond to certain things but we don't want to be reactive emotionally right you want to be proactive exactly so it's good to have certain things and have certain accounts that that are making changes and making moves it's good to have some accounts that you're in it for the long term because over long periods of time the market typically does well but then over certain periods it doesn't do as well Mm -hmm. so it's good to have not only diversification there, yeah, diversification is a great word to use. Unfortunately, most people use it with mutual funds in general, mm-hmm. which when you look back historically, a lot of mutual funds behave very similarly. Mm-hmm. So even though, so back in the 90s, Harry Markowitz won a Nobel Prize for 1990 for asset allocation model and modern portfolio theory. And okay. that was the idea that you could diversify, right? You could put your money in all these different yeah. asset classes. Yeah, yeah. So that's what a lot of people base their investing on still is something that was kind of designed in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. and so forth. But that was a very different market than right. we have now. And so nowadays, after 2000 hit, what we saw is we saw things really shifting. Technology increased the way that right, things moved because right. information was shared so much more rapidly. Right. And it afforded a lot of companies to be able to manage differently because they could manage by pushing a button instead of faxing and trades right. and things that they needed to do. So it really changed the landscape of investing when the technology changed it. Yeah. But it also changed the way that investments behaved. And so when you just spread your money out in mutual funds, it's not really diversifying anymore. Ah. You've got to diversify between investment strategies. And that's what we do. So if you have questions, go to clearstuffinancial.com. We are happily happy to break it down for you. She got gems. Y'all, please make sure you contact her for any and all of your financial needs. Thank you, Cassandra, for dropping the gems with us today. Thank you. If you happen to so miss fun. today's episode, then please visit mytalk1071.com, keyword mom, and you'll be able to get your uh, podcast there. Thanks. See you next week.